The following podcast is a Dear Media production. But are there any measurable success stories that you could share, anything that stands out for you where you have really seen people transform, having this knowledge, then applying it to their lives? You know, it really is. And it's not a thing that like changes overnight, but it's just like really amazing to see what happens when people give themselves more and more permission to just be themselves. Hi, everybody. It's Kat Sadler, and this is It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. I've spent decades in TV broadcasting and conducted hundreds, if not thousands, of interviews in the span of my career. And on this show, the conversations continue. My goal is that every episode feels entirely brand new, but also like coming home. Let's get into it. I know I often say I'm excited to have guests here, but this, I have a feeling, is going to be a really fascinating conversation. So please welcome to the show, Erin Claire Jones. Nice to meet you in person. It's so good to meet you in person. I'm so happy to be here. (sighs) It's interesting because I feel like I very much believe in things happening for a reason and, and alignment and being in flow. And so much has happened, even in my own personal life in the last 24 hours, that like <laughs> you sitting across from me just feels like it's supposed to be. So I don't know yeah. if there's some divinity at play or what this is. And I think you're going to tell us. I'm even more open to this conversation because I'm like, okay, this is cool. We're supposed to be having this conversation. So tell everyone, firstly, you are a teacher, you are a coach, you were the founder of Human Design Blueprint. What is human design? Because I feel like I was living under a rock a little bit. And then when (laughs) I started to move the rock, I realized how interesting this is and how many people's lives are being affected by it. And it's such a, a... Gosh, a different practice, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you'll have to tell if it's a, if it's a practice or a system or what, what how yeah. it is you refer to it. But what is human design? Of course. So human design is a system based on your time, date, and place of birth. And it reveals your energetic blueprint. And what I mean by that is how you're wired to make decisions, build businesses, parent, partner, all the things. Like think of it as our own unique roadmap. We all kind of come into this life and often we get quite tripped up when we try to kind of emulate the path of those around us. And human design reminds us that it's so different for each of us. I think what made me fall in love with human design is that it's very practical. It's not just about giving us all this juicy information about ourselves, but really giving us tools to kind of really put that information into practice to really find more alignment in our lives. And there are so many powerful applications to business, parenting, partnership, food, literally all the things. Yeah. I mean, that's why I'm excited to talk about it and for our listeners to hear and learn about it is because at the end of the day, there are tools here. Yeah. And essentially, it's an empowerment tool so people can level up in life. They can have better relationships or advance in their career or be in the right career even or just in overall in life be living really optimally. Mm -hmm. And I love that you say that because you did ask me, you said, you know, I need to know your your date of birth and the time of birth and where were you were born. And I have been asked that before, but that was strictly, strictly astrology related. So how did these different, I guess, modalities all become one for human design? 
Yeah, it's pretty wild. So human design pulls from a lot of different systems, astrology, the Kabbalah, the I Ching, the chakra system, quantum physics, genetics, biochemistry, all that kind of give us a blueprint to how we operate. But I also want to just acknowledge that like, it's wild that we could know this much information from the time that we were born, you know, and I work with so many skeptics and so many teams. And so I think what I always remind people is like, what matters less is like, if it's true, what matters is if it's useful, Mm. you know, and I think, and I've also worked with tens of thousands of people and it's the most accurate thing I've ever discovered. And I just think people get to choose. You know, and I think my experience with human design is that often when I share it with people, it's not like I'm telling them anything new. I'm just giving them a language to kind of validate and affirm things they've always felt. And in doing that, giving them so much more permission to just be themselves, you know? And so I loved what you said. I really believe it is an empowerment tool, you know, Mm. to kind of help us level up in every area of our life, mostly by just being more of ourselves. Yeah. And you help people personally. You are a life coach essentially coaching people who really have the craving to want to you know lean into this i know you work with businesses and mm-hmm. human resources and they're all yeah. different corners of your business how did you get so turned on to it what were you doing prior to your life with human design Yes, this was definitely not the plan. (laughs) I think I had always been curious about self-development and kind of self-awareness systems, but there was never one that was like, this is it. And I was working for a number of different startups. This was in 2015 and I was enjoying it, but I didn't feel like totally in flow. And I was living in New York City and I went to a friend's gathering and basically sat next to a stranger. And the stranger asked if he could read my human design chart. We were literally like at a gathering in his back, in our friend's backyard. And I was like, okay, sure. Like, tell me everything, you know? And he did a little mini reading for me on the spot. And it was the most relieving and confronting and accurate thing I'd ever heard. Accurate because I was like, I have never had somebody put me into words in that way. And confronting because I was like, I'm not living any of it. And I've been trying so hard to avoid that. And he actually ended the conversation by saying, you know, Aaron, I think you're meant to do this. And I think we're meant to do this together. It was like, and human design is not predictive. It wasn't him being like, I see it in your chart. It was more just like him really sensing it within himself. And this was at a time in the world where human design was not out there, was not very popular. Like I knew no one who knew human design. And I think that I entertained it and I started to dig into it and I was just blown away. And I think I was blown away not only on the individual level, but I came from so many dysfunctional and amazing startups and teams like where people just didn't know how to work together. And I really saw the power of applying it to teams and helping us know how to work better together. And so it's been an amazing, rocky journey since 2015, because I think the first couple of years, no one was really interested. And I would say it was in 2018 when the awareness of human design started to really build. So, and I've really broadened my audience since then, you know, beyond teams, individuals and families and partnerships, but it's been pretty wild. And it's amazing how obsessed people are with human design. I'm like, finally, thank God. Yeah, I mean, it's new. I mean, it's a baby. It's a baby, baby. baby. Yes. And I'm sure there are, on the one hand, you know, if you pay any attention to humankind, on the one hand, there's probably such an appetite for it. And on the other hand, there are probably so many skeptics. I mean, people who could pass it off like, oh, what is this, like Scientology? Some guy makes it up and then we're all, you know, drinking the Kool-Aid. Do you you get naysayers or people that just resist this? Or I guess those probably aren't the people you're talking to. Yes, I think that's been a big (laughs) lesson for me. I think that like skeptics were always my favorites, you Mm. know, and I think that I've learned that like, I don't need to convince anyone. But I think that it's all about how you present it. I think with the skeptics, like I really 
just present it from a lens of like, this is a tool, take it or leave it. If it feels supportive, take it. And if it doesn't, let it go. And I actually find that the skeptics are the ones that tend to love it the most because they're just like, Aaron, I don't get it. Like, have you been following me around? Like, have you been reading my journal? They're like, there's just no way that you can know this. And so I think that it really, so it's been really fun with them, but I think it requires that people are open to change and self-awareness and self-growth. If they're in a position where they're like, I don't want to change anything, then like human design is definitely not for them. But I've actually been so surprised by people's openness. And I think it's really rooted in like the fact that people are curious to know about themselves through any lens and teams, especially like corporations are like, okay, sure. We'll try a new thing. So I've been pretty stunned by that. I really didn't expect it. Yeah. I think corporations, corporations need it most. (laughs) This would be amazing. Make a shift in culture with this. This would be great. Before we have you break it down to all the different types of roles people can play in this system. um, (laughs) How have you personally felt a change in your own life, in your own world, in your own relationships now that, I mean, not only are you kind of living by this, but you're teaching it and your whole world must have changed pretty drastically. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't even a thing that happened all at once. But when I look back, like every part of my life has changed, you know, I think from how I work to meeting my partner, to building a family, to just like how I've shown up in business. But I think that like, it's just given me such powerful permission to be myself. I think when I first discovered human design, I learned that I wasn't really meant to be a doer. And I had spent so much of my life just trying to do, do, do and hustle. And so I really learned how to kind of be an entrepreneur and build a business in a way that's much more sustainable and full of ease. Mm. You know, I learned that I'm really here to invest my energy in people that make me feel so seen, so invited in, so recognized and not try to be understood by people that don't see me. And that also really changed where I invested my energy and who I invested my energy in. It's really transformed my romantic partnership because he and I have opposite designs in every single way, which I think could be challenging if we were trying to be the same. (laughs) But I think because we honor how different we are, it's so powerful. But I think how it really transformed my life is like it really just brought me into alignment in every part of my life. And in a way where it's like, I can't tell you where I'll be in five years, you know, or even two. But I think that like, I know that what I'm doing and who I'm with and where I'm going feels perfect right now. Mm. And and having that trust feels really good. I feel like so much less of trying to control it and more just surrendered to it. The word alignment, I yeah. think is such an interesting word. And for people, for seekers like myself, you know, we read that a lot or, 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 aim to live in alignment, whatever that means. For the people that are listening who haven't gone on a journey of self-actualization yet or haven't really done the introspective work or don't meditate or all these things, like why is alignment so critical? Mm. I think it's just like all about how we feel. Like what I mean by that is I've worked with so many clients that have built really successful businesses and they're so burnt out because they've done it in a way that actually feels pretty terrible. And so I think human design really helps us know how to really create the most abundance in our lives, but to do it in a way that actually feels good, Mm -hmm. you know? And so I think alignment is like, how to actually work in a way that feels sustainable and good to you. Like how to be in relationship in a way that really feels like energizing and satisfying to you, you know? So it's really not around, around like, all the material things we create, but like how we feel when we're actually doing it. Gosh, feelings, feelings, <laughs> it feels every day. Yeah. All right, guys, back in a minute. I'm 
I'm so grateful for our sponsors because they allow us to give you all this content without having to pay for it. And I'm happy to be in partnership with Waterdrop because how often are we told we don't drink enough water? But it's so important, especially during these hot summer months. It helps our bodies function properly. It even keeps our minds sharp. Not drinking enough water can lead to a lot of annoying symptoms, headaches, dizziness. Maybe you are like can't even focus. We all know that you feel better when you drink water, but sometimes we need a little encouragement, right? Not everybody likes the taste of water. Maybe you just are on the go all the time. Well, water drop is the solution to your hydration needs. They are these small and convenient little effervescent cubes that add not only flavor to your water, but vitamins to your water and even, for my caffeine junkies, even caffeine to your water. So easy to use when you're on the go. I leave some in my car. I have some by my keys at the front door. I throw them in my bag. You've got a wide range of flavors from berry and fruity to citrusy. Drinking water can be easy and fun and water drop is your way. And by the way, sustainability is at their very core, the core of their mission, their packaging uses 98% less plastic and CO2 emissions than pre-bottled beverages that you pick up at the store. So not only are they encouraging hydration, but they're encouraging less waste. Their micro drinks use 98% less plastic than plastic bottles. So you guys, what are you waiting for? Head to Waterdrop, waterdrop.com, get a special 15% discount because you're a listener of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day. They've got micro drinks, glass and steel bottles, carafes, glasses, and a whole lot more. Use my code CAT at Waterdrop. Hey guys, it's me, Chriselle Lim, co-founder and CMO of Bumo. As a busy working parent myself, I felt like there was a lack of options for parents and I personally needed more support. So that's what we're doing here on Being Bumo. We're here to make your life easier, a little less stressful, and help you navigate through this complex thing called parenting. So subscribe now to Being Bumo at applepodcast.com slash beingbumo or wherever you listen to podcasts. Oh, gotta go. See you guys soon. Break it down for us a little bit. The different designs, the different types of people in the human design umbrella, how how does the system work? Yes. So in human design, there are like a bajillion different configurations. So it's not like a system where you're like, oh my God, you and I have the same design. Like you might have the same type or the same profile, but like everyone's design is so, so unique. And so at the highest level, though, there are five different types. And this is the first kind of piece to look at. So, you know, in astrology, there are sun signs. So it's kind of equivalent to that. So there are manifesting generators, generators, projectors, reflectors, and manifestors. And if people want to look it up, you can go to humandesignblueprint.com. Let's start with your type. Okay. And then we'll yes. And we should tell everyone. So like I said, I am just kind of like starting to learn about human design. I've done my own research prior to meeting Aaron today, and you were kind enough to put together my blueprint. So tell me everything, because I literally just got it before this conversation, so I only skimmed the results. I was so excited. Yes, tell me everything. Yes, okay, great. (laughs) Who am I? I (laughs) Who am I? What is my purpose? And I think what I will also say is that, like, you know, again, this is a tool, so take it or leave it. You know, if any of it doesn't feel supportive, let it go. This is meant to be a thing that feels empowering and not limiting. So 
manifesting generators are really here to be kind of the multi-passionate creators and doers. They have so much capacity to make things happen when they're so lit up and excited by what they're doing. And so one of your biggest lessons is both in prioritizing your excitement, but also not in trying to like stick to one linear path. Like you might find that you have different passions, different things that pull you. So it's not about being consistent and sticking with this thing forever, but really honoring where your energy wants to take you. I would say another big lesson for you is boundaries. I think because you have such natural capacity, people can really want to take advantage of it. Not in a malicious way, just because they sense how capable you are. And so really trusting your gut to know what you're available for and what you're not. Mm. And knowing that unless it's a full-bodied yes, it's often a no. Mm. I would also say for as a manifesting generator, allowing yourself to be as multi-passionate and varied and big as you desire to be, it might not make sense to others. And that's not the point. You know, it's like just pursuing whatever you're lit up by and giving yourself permission to pivot and walk away and shift when the time calls for it. One of the gifts of manifesting generators is often in moving quite quickly, like finding the quickest way to get from A to Z, but not necessarily in handling every single step along the way. Mm-hmm. So it's really nice to be supported by people that really help you in the step-by-step process in a way that frees you to move fast and be in your own flow. Mm, love that. That's so true. Yeah. And knowing that you're a mom, like I just think that like you're the most of benefit to your kids when you're so lit up and excited about what you're doing because your energy spills out and ripples out and really lifts up everyone around you. The last piece that I would share on manifesting generators is that your strategy is all about letting things come to you. You're not really meant to chase, force, or initiate. You're meant to wait for things to show up in your world and light up your gut. And when your gut lights up in response, then you can kind of go make that thing happen really powerfully. But you're waiting for your gut to move you into action and not doing things based on kind of what you think you should do. It's honestly, that is of all of those. And by the way, all of them, gosh, darn, it's pretty spot on. But that last piece, especially, it's it's interesting, that point, because I, I feel a relief in hearing you say that because if anything, sometimes... I I am so that person with energy and magnetism and just sometimes colliding through life, trusting the universe. Like I've always had that sense of like, if it is meant to be, it will be, and it's going to come my way if it should. And sometimes I react to what enters my space. I definitely know... I can feel right away, yes, to your point, in my gut, is this good or is this bad? Or yeah. not even judging it good or bad, but like where right I'm supposed yeah. to go. But sometimes that translates to me as, am I not proactive enough? Am mm. I not, Where where's the strategy? Where's the plan? I don't have it on paper when so many successful people do that sometimes I think, is that too lazy of me to just re- just rely on, on things to come to me? But it's yeah. worked out pretty well. Totally. But sometimes I do suffer, I think, from putting that pressure on myself that there's a part of that that doesn't go with society's rules of do, 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 like you said. Totally. You know, and I think it's such a good reminder. I think we often are really conditioned and like have all these ideas of how we think it should look. Mm-hmm. And I would just guess that like in the moments that you try to force and initiate and be overly strategic, you're probably going to experience a lot more resistance. But in the moments where you just like trust the magnetism and like allow your gut to move you into action, like you'll probably experience so much more flow. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't mean things can't happen when you initiate them, but you might just find they feel so much better when you actually trust that they'll come to you. Yes. 
energy because I mean we could spend forever and go through all of these but I'd rather everybody go to the website and, yeah. and and get your blueprint and really figure out how this speaks to you and how you might be able to use it in your life there is a lot of talk about energetically speaking and you were yeah. talking about my gut and you know if it lights up do this and all yeah. that I understand that language and it does mean something to me I feel like some people resist that mm -hmm. or don't know how to identify it or have never really been conditioned to be so free to pay attention yes. I, I I don't know I have no expertise in this but maybe we're all born with it but not everybody knows how to listen and act accordingly yeah so how would you invite people to start to see their lives that way or the potential to if you can tap in and if you yes. can figure out how to live in alignment? how this will serve you? Yes, it's a great question. I need to look at your design really quickly because I want to look at a thing. But, you know, human design, there's another piece beyond type called our inner authority. And it speaks to how we best make decisions. And so for you, it's gut-based. But not gut face, gut based. Oh, I was like, she's like, got the gut face. Gut -based? <laughs> yeah, it's gut based, but it is not for it. It's not true for everyone. Not everyone has access to a gut I feeling. See. We all have different ways to access that inner knowing interesting yes. so okay like, so all those past partners of mine are like what kind of inner authority gut feeling are you getting okay so that is true to only certain people and so what i would say for you like in terms of how you're designed to make decisions as an example is that it's very rooted in your gut feeling and i would say for all the small decisions do what feels good in the moment what feels right in your gut i would actually say for you though there's an added layer in terms of the bigger decisions you're not really meant to act spontaneously or jump into things in the moment. It's really good to like sleep on things and feel into things and just see like if that feeling in your gut remains consistent. Mm. Like you're not really meant to jump into things on an emotional high or a low, but like really enter into things from a cooler, calmer, and more settled place. Okay. Have you, and then I'll share about some of the other ways to access the knowing, but I'm curious whether you've done that because I have a similar one in my design and I know that I used to be so spontaneous. Oh yeah. And so my therapist is very upset with me. <laughs> so it's a hard one to practice, especially yeah. for you because you got so much energy to make things happen. Yes. And that, then like, you go back to that joy and excitement piece. So yes. I am drawn to, to, I guess the thrill of life because I am, I do love life and I love living out loud. And so I hear what you're saying and I have done that before. I've been somewhat impulsive yes. and it has backfired and not been the best. Yes end goal or the end result for me. Um, so I have worked on that in recent yeah. years. But it's funny you said, because I have always given the advice to others, but now maybe it, it isn't the best advice to give that like, you already know, you already know it's in your knowing, you know, people have asked me about some of the bigger decisions in my life and career. And I've been like, I kind of knew all along for me, yeah. it was like this inner compass. Yes. And if we're listening and pay attention, and act accordingly, the universe is going to have our back. Yeah. I always tell people, like, you you feel it in your, I guess, gut. Maybe people feel it, but just in different places. Yeah. Is that how that works? Yeah. So, like, I would say for you, it's rooted in your gut, but it's about your gut feeling over time. For some people, it's their intuition, which is a different thing in, the, in human design, which is more like a quiet whisper. It's not based on, like, your belly. Mm -hmm. It's more like a voice that you hear and knowing that you have. There are some people that are actually meant to talk things out. So their clarity comes when they actually give things a voice and say things out loud. For some people, it's all about like what they have the will to do, like what they feel kind of very motivated and desire, like really desire to make happen. Some people are meant to give themselves a full 28 to 30 days before they make a big decision. I know, wow. which is always so wild. Maybe whatever I share that with those people, they're like, I know. You know, so it's really just so wild. But I think it's like, 
This is such a cool piece of our design because it's obviously not only amazing to understand how we're wired to enter into things in the most aligned way, but it's so useful to know our partners, our collaborators, our colleagues, because like some people are meant to be very spontaneous and fast. And say you're partnered with somebody who's meant to sleep on things and feel into things. So you might think that they're wrong instead of just realizing they're different, mm. you know, and, and both of you honor your process is so important. Oh, that's a major. In fact, <laughs> I was studying some of your shares from mm-hmm. the past and this this like really stuck with me the whole sleep situation with your partner oh, yeah. and how that can be trying for certain couples yeah. and even maybe the suggestion of separate rooms and that kind of thing and Marshall my producer knows this one speaks real close to home cuz I am I'm in a new relationship and the only the only little part that has been challenging so far is our sleep yeah and I'm such I like are you I, living I, together no not yeah. yet but we we spend, a lot of time together. we spend weekends together yeah. and that has more to a little to do with being snoring sorry greg but we're kind of, we're having some disruption let's put yeah. it that way and i have always been the kind of person who is like i protect my sleep with my life i have the sense i have the right everything i love the right pillow i just know it's so important to my health and my vitality that i just love sleep and i've always been a great sleeper yeah and now that there's kind of been this this disruption like i said and yeah. for him too so what do we do about that <laughs> now now you're like wait yeah. i'm not a therapist <laughs> no no no. i'm so glad you i love because i think a lot of yeah. couples can relate to this 100%. i mean it's i mean we love someone or we want to spend a life and invest with somebody but the yes. sleep part does tend to affect couples totally and there's also so much stigma and taboo around sleeping separately yeah and so i think that this is recommended for certain designs but it's honestly really true for everyone is the recommendation is to actually sleep in your own energy. Like it doesn't have to be every night, but like perhaps a couple nights a week or the majority of nights. And that could look like a separate bedroom that could look like sleeping on the couch or even like, I don't know if somebody's traveling. But the idea is that we take in a lot of energy when we sleep. And so when we're able to wake up in our own space and be in our own energy, it's so much easier to wake up as ourselves, Mm. you know? And so my partner and I have separate bedrooms and it's like, to me, I just see it as like one of the best practices ever because you still can sleep together. You get to just choose when. You know, and then it comes from a place of like, oh, I'm so excited, you know what I mean, to share a bed and be together. But I also think it allows autonomy in rooms and spaces. I also like know that it's not always financially feasible to have two separate spaces. But I just like to like throw the idea out there because I will say 95% of the time when I share that with people, they have this like very dreamy look in their eyes where they're like, that's allowed. You know what I mean? Or the opposite. Some people are like, that's allowed. Wait, you're giving me permission. And then there's me, the hopeless romantic that I'm like, but I like spooning. I don't want to give that up. Totally. I finally met someone that like wants to touch me at night. And now we've got issues. Yeah. And it's like, you know, you do it when you want, but I just think it's a really nice practice. Yeah. And And it does give you the option. Yes. Independent energy. So how do we, when you say we take in other people's energy at night, it just, we just do? We just do. Like human design really reveals, there's a piece of our design and these are the white shapes in your design that really reveal where you're most sensitive to other people mm-hmm. and also where we impact others. And so like to give you as an example, and I share this piece, like mm-hmm. one of the areas in which you impact others is your emotions. Me too. Yeah. So when you're feeling really good, it probably feels like a real delight to be around you, you know, like so uplifting, like you, there's such an emotional depth to your design and like such a creativity. But if you're in an emotional low, which is totally normal, that's also felt, 
you know? And so it's just kind of knowing when it's time to be around others and when it's time to kind of pull back and be in your own space because like you're such a community person while also being such a hermit. And so it feels like even sleep is that time for you to be like, I'm not in the mood tonight, you know, for no particular reason. So I think it's a way to honor like the ways that we impact others, but also what we're going to take in from other people. You must hear, I feel seen all the time. <laughs> I'm like, she knows me. It's like what you said when you met your the guy totally. from day one. It's yes. like, you're like, you have a lot of emotion, but you really can be a hermit. Like, I don't even know if some of my best friends would describe me as a hermit, but yeah. I absolutely have to go dark, go yes. away and and restore myself. That is yeah. absolutely without question mm-hmm. how I am better how I can serve better in the world is if I have to go and I have to refuel and I have to just fall. I love being alone, actually. I mean, I'm very good at that. Yeah. But it's necessary. It's so necessary. And you, it's actually really interesting in your design. This comes from a piece called our profile. If anyone's looking there, so this is the 2-4. And it basically means that you have these two seemingly opposite yet equally important parts of yourself. So there's the very harmony energy, which means that like time and space alone to be in solitude, like brings you so much harmony is so important. It's like where you cultivate your talents, it's where you recharge, but there's also a real need for you to really be in community and be around people. And so many of your opportunities are meant to come from the people that you know, you know? And so there's a part of you that really needs to be out in the world with people and another part that really needs to kind of hermit. And so your work is to kind of know when to do which and to not spend so much time alone that opportunities don't come. And to not spend so much time with people that you get totally fatigued. Yeah, that's really good advice. Really, really good advice. Will you talk to me a little bit about energetic DNA or DNA, how how that is, how we're kind of wired from our DNA and how that plays into all of this? Yeah, and I think what I mean by that is just like kind of our wiring and and basically what is consistent within us and what is more like fluid and flexible. And so basically when you look at a human design chart, it lays out like this is all the energy that's consistent. These are things that you always have access to. For example, for you, it's like your gut feeling, your drive, your sense of identity. And then it also reveals all the areas where you're taking in energy from other people. Like for you, it's very much taking in other people's fears, you know, taking in a kind of like other people's ideas, opinions. And so it kind of helps us know what we can rely on Mm. and also what to be more aware of in terms of where we can be sensitive to others. Wait, say that again with my lesson is listening to other people. Will you say that one more time? I'm trying to understand that one. So the areas where you're the most sensitive to other people, one of those areas is taking in other people's fears. And and the shadow for you, like where you could get taken off track is holding on to things for too long because they feel safe, secure, and familiar. And I would say one of the biggest lessons in your design is learning to let go, you know, and really, especially as a manifesting generator, like when a thing is no longer lighting you up or exciting you to like take a risk and jump off and be really fluid and flexible in that. Mm. Okay, question. <laughs> this is so interesting. I could do this all day. <laughs> Back to the gut. And, yeah. and for other people, it's maybe, you know, whatever, voice, whatever their is, voice, yeah. their knowingness, that inner knowingness that that has to be good for all of us to try to, you know, quiet enough to, to pay attention to that. There have been times in my life, and I think one thing I've said that has been a weakness of mine has been when I don't trust my gut. Like yeah. there are a lot of times, because I, I guess it is such a compass for me in my day to day. But there are certainly times when I don't, I don't trust myself, mm-hmm. and that has been probably because of environmental things and being heartbroken or being abandoned or childhood. We could go to all the trauma. Who I don't know all of it, but sometimes we we that's not 
as honed or as sharp or as clear as we want it to be. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh, I do. Um, and if yeah. you can't, like somebody like me, especially if you're a manifesting generator, is that what I am? <laughs> yeah, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> if you're a manifesting generator and you're supposed to really pay attention to your gut, what happens when you stop trusting yourself? Or is that more brain and less body? Yeah, it's much more brain, okay. you know? And I think that like that happens. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many clients I sit with that they're like, oh, I can like remember all the times that I had a gut feeling and also all the times that I ignored it. Yeah. You know, and so I think where we often get tripped up is we're really trying to make decisions based on what we think we should do. And we try to kind of over-rationalize. Mm -hmm. And I would say even in your design, like one of your gifts is seeing something from every possible perspective. But like where that can trip you up is like, you could convince yourself in or out of anything. Oh my God, that is so true. That's why I can't be on The View because I can't take a strong enough opinion. I swear to God. Wait. I always see everybody's side of an argument. Wait, this is amazing. Can I tell you about that part of your yes, design? Yes, please. Yeah. Oh um, my God, it kills me. I'm like, I just can't do it. I'm never going to be able to be that person that is so opinionated and that like I would lose on the debate team because yeah. I just kind of see everybody's point of view. But that's like such an extraordinary gift. It is? You know? okay. Oh yeah. Like this is basically in your design, this is around the fact, you know, some people are meant to be very naturally certain that they're going to be like, this is my opinion. But like for you, your gift is seeing every possible angle and perspective. And so it's not about being rigid or certain. It's about being very fluid and flexible in the way that you see things. And so like these people are often amazing facilitators. So they're just like, I see your side. I see your side. I can like synthesize it all. But actually what would be like a shadow expression for you is trying to be certain mm. and like back up an opinion and be like, I just know what I'm talking about. Like this is what I believe. And the wisdom for you is really being flexible and exploring all the possibilities. Whoa. You know, that brings me to the world in which we live today. Yeah. Because, you know, I was thinking of human design and I've always really believed in that that saying, heal yourself and heal the world, yeah. right? Like if we're all really, you know, practices like this, systems like this, and maybe even the ones that aren't like this, you know, whatever people subscribe to, if we're all doing this work on ourselves and we're all really trying to be the best versions of ourselves, the self-actualization and paying attention, then it's better for everybody. It's yeah. better for our family. It's better for our community. It's better for the world. It's better for the planet. All these things. There's so much divide right now and there is so much conflict and you look at everything, whether it's politics or just the planet or like it feels like we are just really at this moment where it's tough for people. And so I, I bring that up because you yeah. reminded me that I'm also thinking like, I try to like sympathize and try to not know it all, but there are certain situations where it's hard not to, yeah. you know, have your belief system in place and whatnot. How can everybody benefit at this time when I do, I don't know if you agree, but we are in this very oh. delicate place totally. yeah. in time. And I know mm -hmm. that much of this, the origin is astrology and yeah. time and planets and, and all that. That has to play into where we are at the present time, doesn't it? Yeah. I mean, I think that like it, it's a really wild time and it feels like people are becoming farther from each other and also like less understanding of each other. And I think what has been really cool for me with human design is that it really reveals how different we are. But when we really honor that, it brings us so much closer together, you know? And so I think that like, I mean, it's it's hard to know how to solve that issue because it's such a global one and such a universal one right now. But I think it's really useful for people to know like whether or not they're really operating from their wisdom or their shadow. Like, because I would say for you, if you have beliefs that you're like, I really believe this, like 100% believe them. 
But if you're like, I believe in this thing because I really just need to be certain about something, right? Like that's not serving anyone, mm-hmm. you know. And some people are meant to be like, this is my belief, and I'm like really following it. You know, another example would be some people are really like sensitive to other people's feelings, you know, and so they might be just like inundated with all these emotions all over and getting totally overwhelmed and really kind of like strung out and unable to function. And so I think when we really understand ourselves, it helps us know how to navigate this time a little bit more sustainably, but also to know how to be in the gifts. Like, because I think your ability in this time to really see the different perspectives and have conversations around it can probably be of such service to the Mm -hmm. world around you, Mm -hmm. especially if you're surrounded by so much certainty and strong opinions. And my feeling is a lot of that certainty isn't really grounded in the wisdom. Right. You know, and- and, and A lot of it's grounded in fear. Totally. Of like trying to be certain about things we can't be certain about. Right. Because we want to hold on and attach to things. Yeah. To make us feel safe at the end of the day again. Totally. Whoa. Oh, man. There's just so much. It's so, so fascinating. Of the people you've worked with Mm -hmm. and and everybody listening, you know, you can can go to Aaron's website and- you can get one-on-one yeah. coaching with Aaron and you can learn more about your specific design. But are there any measurable success stories that you could share or anything that stands out for you where you have really seen people transform having this knowledge, then applying it to their lives? It's not a thing that like changes overnight, but it's just like really amazing to see what happens when people give themselves more and more permission to just be themselves. Like I think career-wise, it's watching people like really move from experiencing so much resistance in their business and career to like so much flow and so much abundance and so much growth. Like I remember one of my clients, this was a few years ago, like after our first session, it became so clear that she was like in the wrong job and she had the capacity to quit the next day, you know, and she was like you, she's a manifesting generator. She was here to let things come to her. Like an opportunity came almost immediately. Then she kind of went on to build this team. And it's just been so amazing to watch her journey because she's really just been honoring her design every single step of the way. And she's just felt so good. I think another outcome that I love to see is just the impact on relationships. I think whether it's within teams or families or partnerships, you know, there's often a lot of tension when we want someone to be different than what they are or more similar to us. And so I think when we really kind of expose through human design how different each person is and exactly how to support them, there's just so much more ease and so much more compassion and so much more understanding. Like, I just can't tell you how many parents I've worked with that have been like so confused and frustrated because they don't get their child. Mm. And then when they really like see it through the lens of human design, they're like, oh, they're just so different. Like, I haven't known how to support them. You know, or teams, it's like you're expecting someone to be like you, and of course it will be disappointing. Or in a romantic partnership, you want them to make decisions like you, and of course they're not going to. And so I think that like that's such a cool tool in this time to like really know how to better relate to and support the people around us. Oh my gosh, I have so many blueprints to order. I'm like, I got to get my boys now. I got to get my boyfriend. I got, this is going to change everything. Okay, so once people get their blueprint, what do you do with it? What is the best way to use it? Yeah. And I think we really created the blueprint because I can't sit with everyone and also not everyone wants to sit for, you know, a 60 minute session. And so the blueprint is really, it's meant to be a book all about you. You know, it's a 55 plus page guide all about how you operate best. It's not a thing that you're meant to read once and be like, I'm good. Like it's meant to be a resource that you keep returning to, like especially in moments of resistance or challenge. Like I always say that we come into this life without an operating manual and human design's like, here's the manual. You know, and so I would say for you, like, it's a thing to just like keep reading over and seeing what pops out each time. I had an amazing friend. She's like, it's my bedtime Bible. Like I just read it at night to like remind myself of my capacity and how to kind of navigate what's happening in my life. 
with kids, it's amazing because you can read and just like really start to understand like where their shadows are, where their gifts are, how to best relate to them, how to best communicate with them. And just to kind of be reminded of that all the time. Same with romantic partnerships. So, you know, I think my intention with the blueprint is not to get lost in any of the human design jargon, but just to kind of make it accessible to anyone, whether or not they're familiar with human design or not. But I just think it's like, it's nice to have a manual. Yes. And all you need, you guys, is date of birth, place of birth, and time of exactly. birth. And that's voila. <laughs> How fascinating. Yeah. This is so cool. Thank you so much, Erin. This oh my is God, just my pleasure. really, really, I am so into this. I, I'm going to do the work. I'm going to read the whole thing. I'm going to come back and tell everybody how it applies and send them to to you as well. Amazing. And I'm also happy to create a discount code for your audience. Oh, you blueprints. are? Yes, oh, that'd you would be like. Fabulous. Heck yeah. Okay, well, you work on that and yeah. I'll make sure to put it in the show notes. Yeah. So you guys check the link. We'll put the discount there yeah. and then you guys can try it out and let us know what you think. Yeah. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much. Oh my God, my pleasure. Thank you for having me. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And a reminder, you can catch a brand new episode of It Sure Is a Beautiful Day every Tuesday. Please don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. And of course, I'd love to hear from you. So leave me a rating and leave me a review. Also, follow us on social media for all the behind the scenes action and more info. That's at I am Kat Sadler on Instagram and at ABD with Cat. Talk to you next Tuesday. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.